All right, welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. We're continuing our series of bringing on the derelict doctors. And today we have a new friend of mine, Ron Torrance. I met Ron a couple of weeks ago. I was working a level one in, where were we? Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I was with a good buddy, your good buddy, Nunu. And he invited you and your fiance, not quite wife out yet, out to dinner. And then we all just kind of hit it off. I think I think that's pretty common amongst the CrossFit community. Mm-hmm. You can just make friends pretty easily. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I, I, think, I think we know a lot about CrossFit. And with that, that brings us together as a community. But then we start nerding out about whether it's about uh, we ate the bone marrow at the restaurant, right? We're sitting there going like, why is this so much better for us? And like, we, we didn't necessarily like it the most, but it was something that we talked about. But I feel like everybody in the CrossFit community is going to be somebody that you know is gonna finish something, isn't gonna quit on you. There's a lot of things that like really bring us together as a community and they're also gonna, you're gonna support each other, right? And those are some things that I think that community aspect really is a good foundation and something that I talk to patients about all the time, where it's, exercise, diet, sleep, stress management, and then you need that community component. And that's really what the CrossFit community brings. You know, that's a good point because we tell people, you know, every box at some point will have a cheater, someone that shaves reps. Mm -hmm. And often my response is, who cares? That person will weed themselves out. And it's the same principle that you just said. I don't care how fit you are. And I don't care if you're scaling. I care that you did the work and I care that you're, you know, doing your best and, and, and that's really what you've just said. What what I want, though, I kind of gave a really broad brush overview because the truth is I don't yeah. know. But you know. Tell me all about yourself. And if you wouldn't mind, your your fiance as well. So we, you know, we sat down at Tampa. Nunu's like, these are my two friends. And, and by the way, he won't tell you this, but he goes, he goes beforehand. It was me, Katie, and Nunu. He's like, just so you know, they're really high energy. You know, and I'm like, all right. You know, and it's a Saturday night, and for the record, after day one of a level one, you're a little tired. You know, you're looking forward to a chill night, but you, your energy was definitely contagious. Like, Katie, Nunu, and I were definitely after, like, that was, oh, yeah, and, and we had an intern there as well, uh, Will, and, you know, we were all just like, wow, their energy was fun. Like, it was, like, high, but it wasn't like, I need to get away from these people high either, so... Thanks for that. And, and again, right away, I was like, I got to get this guy on the show. You were a great dude. But, t- but let, let the listeners know who you are. Yeah, so uh, I'm Ron Torrance. I'm a DO, and my practice is based out of Tampa and Sarasota, Florida. My practice is Regenics Tampa Bay, so I specialize in orthopedic regenerative medicine, with that being mostly platelet-rich plasma and bone marrow-derived stem cells. And so we treat orthopedic injury is differently than 95 to 99% of the orthopedic world. We like to call ourselves interventional orthopedic specialists. And that's something that really, I've had my shoulder treated and I think everybody's had some sort of injury to deal with if they've been in CrossFit. It's just something that happens is when you're active and you're doing something, something is inevitably going to come up to bother you. And I love this approach. I get, I'm extremely passionate about it. Uh, as you said, my energy, I, I just, love what I do. So I think that just kind of uh, comes out in me when, when anybody talks to me is that I just love what I do and love meeting with people. I really feed off people's energy. And I think that Nuno, uh, Nunu has, has a lot of energy himself. So I don't think he gives himself credit there. And I think it's just a kind of a conglomeration of, you know, 
friends seeing each other in different areas and really bringing all that energy to the same space. So, so that's what I do. That's what I specialize in. So I specialize in regenerative medicine, um, a, a doctor of osteopathic medicine. Um, my, my fiance, she's a chiropractor and she specializes in musculoskeletal medicine. She was a former Arasti. So she, she was one of the clinical directors for Arasti before we met at the 2016 regionals during the last event when I don't know whether uh, you, you remember the 2016 Atlantic, uh, Atlanta regionals. Um, Evans was up on the rope and did he clinch or did he not before he touched the pole? And that's when, when Abby and I met. So it's something that's very memorable for us. We're like, uh, we we're sitting there watching it. We we're sitting there going, I don't know. Like they're going back to the film. And then that subsequently made him not actually finish. So anyways, CrossFit brought us together. And so now we kind of have a very unique practice where I do a lot of the regenerative treatments. She sees people post-procedurally through our joint-owned love health, where uh, the most important relationship of your life is your health. And we really want to try to get people back to doing the things they love, because that's what we love to do. And we want to make sure that you get back to activity, motion is lotion, that kind of thing. So I think that's a good introduction. Did you want to hear anything else? I'm also, I'm also uh, one of the dearly doctors, as you said uh, very nicely, the DDC. I was out there this past weekend, and it was super fun. We were... We did a workout with Dave, and in, the, in traditional Dave fashion, he kind of like stumbles through the workout, and it was super fun because he's like, "What we're gonna do? We're gonna do burpees over each other, and then we're gonna run, and we're gonna walk out, and we're gonna run this, and then we're gonna we're gonna progress up 10, 10, 10 uh, parking spaces, and it's gonna be ten rounds." And it was like just super fun because it, once you get to know Dave outside of the CrossFit Games, and that's really kind of the cool thing about Dave Castro is he's working when he's at the CrossFit games and he's not being rude to you, but he's at work. And this is the biggest, this is his Super Bowl, and he's not trying to be rude, but he's really got to get his, his team and his crew in the right places. And he's probably one of the nicest guys, uh, you know, I, I met out there um, along with Greg and just love it out there. It's the good energy and atmosphere. And we're trying to really um, expose the truth about medicine. So that's really kind of uh, where I'm in a nutshell. Um, and yeah. And also, Oh, I also own, well, let me kind of next thing. Uh, so I also own a box in Philly where I did all my training and uh, that's CrossFit love and uh, I'm headed up there this weekend. We're having our Christmas party, but uh, definitely that's where I kind of got my start and went down the rabbit hole of, of CrossFit and uh, enjoying what I do. So I, I really love what I do and I hope I can uh, make sure everybody else loves what they do. Well, you, you gave us definitely the elevator pitch, but a couple of things that you hit on one, I think it needs to be said that, Dave Castro gets a bad reputation, you know, for, for sure. And I think he is one of the nicest and most genuine people. And he's one of those people that, you know, if you were in a bind, he'd be there. Absolutely. And, you know, so I think people kind of see this image that he portrays and, you know, they see him at the games, you know, where he barely says a word, but he's, he's busy. And at the end of every game, he makes sure to, you know, he makes a point to say hi to the judges and shake our hands and make sure that we get, you know, a little kudos for all the hard work. So definitely Dave gets a bad rap. What you, it's funny you bring up the Atlanta regional though. So I'm, I was pretty friendly with Jeff. I, you know, when I lived in Florida, his box was about 30 minutes away, but yeah, I remember when he didn't make it. And one of the judges, I've heard this story numerous times. His name is Mike G. Have you met Mike G? Uh, I think so. If I saw him, I'd probably know him. Uh, you know, when yeah, you're around everybody. When you're around the people, yeah, yeah. He's no longer with CrossFit. He's with the Salt Bike. He's been on the podcast, but he's the one that came over to Jeff and made that call. And okay. when the cameras showed it, he kind of put his hands up in the air, like I told you guys, he didn't do it. Yeah. And and Dave yells at him to this day. 
because it's like, as a judge, you should be unbiased. And he was in the call, but afterwards he just wanted to let everybody know that he was right. But, but they've kind of talked about that. And yes, unfortunately it cost Jeff a spot at the games, but, and lastly, you brought up CrossFit love. I think you and I talked about it, but CrossFit love was actually the 1000th affiliate. Yes. Yes. That is so, true. So you get free affiliate fees, I believe back in the day that maybe you don't get it anymore, but originally when they got that, I remember there was a whole thing going on. It was probably 2008 and I knew the original owner of CrossFit Love and he got free affiliate dues for, for life at the time. Yeah, yeah. So lots to talk about, but let's, you know, the people listening to the CrossFit Health episodes really want to hear about what's going on in California when you yeah. guys are out there and you, you and Abby go out there, what, quarterly now? It's, it's roughly quarterly, yes. The, the DDCs are usually quarterly, so the next one's going to be February 2nd. That's actually the day before my birthday. We are intending on going out at this point. And it's something where I make the time to get out there because there's a lot of good speakers that come to the, to the DDC. And the, the host now has become – it was Pat Sherwood. Pat Sherwood still is the host. But what they've graciously done is Gary Taubes, who is the, the writer and author of Good Calories, Bad Calories – he also did another book called Why We Get Fat, and he's also coming out with another book. But these are really what exposed the lipid hypothesis and how, how uh, actually how wrong the lipid hypothesis was, according to, uh, according to Gary Taubes. Uh, he's an investigational journal- journalist who, people don't know him, he's fantastic. If you haven't read, read these books, you should definitely check them out. Uh, Good Calories, Bad Calories, and Why We Get Fat. And it, it's talking about how we, we really demonized fats and made them the source of problems for medicine and and really it's not the fats that are the problems it's really the sugars and what we did was we really caused people to start decreasing their consumption of fats and what we've seen is the increase increasing rise of obesity and diabetes since that's happened because what do we play replace fats with we replace it with carbs carbs are easy easier to eat they they cause you to increase you know your caloric consumption and it's usually you know very empty calories and those are those are increasing calories. So uh, you know, a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, you're you're demonizing it, saying that you know the sugars is causing the problem." I would say that the the consumption of sugar causes an increase of caloric intake, which we all know if you increase your caloric intake, uh, coupled with uh, you know caloric intake, you're going to cause increase in, in weight gain. And if it's carbohydrates, usually it's in, in the abdominal tissue, the abdominal fat. So that's something that, that really is, that's one of the biggest things that we talk about out there. And Gary Tobbs is really the kind of like the guy who's like the host now. And this week, uh, this past weekend, you know, um, we had th- four different speakers. One, one was very memorable. She talked about, she was a, a female and she talked about sexual dysfunction and how uh, obesity is causing you not to be able to uh, get erections. And that's part, part of the, uh, the, really the vascular problems that, that come when people get obese and they cause, they cause a lot of vascular issues. She was super, super funny. They, uh, uh, Pat Sherwood said that she's also a stand-up comedian, which I wouldn't doubt. She was pretty uh, entertaining. Um, the other person was a seam, um, I forget his name, a seam. He's, he's, a, he's a cardiologist out of uh, England and he, he works for like the NIH, I believe right now. And he, he was fantastic. He was super well-spoken and talks about really how, how the industries of, uh, you know, sugar really kind of have paid off a lot of the, the journals and making, making the journals really kind of show us that, you know, you can do, they, they pay for all these studies. And if the study doesn't show what they want it to show, they pretty much just squash the study. 
And at the end of the day, you know, you know, I, I think that sugar just causes overconsumption of calories, which causes our, our really our general health to go down. And if we can really get off the couch and off the carbs, that's really the mantra that we really uh, go with the DDC. So. So you guys all get out there and is it just a bunch of crazy doctors that are like the, you know, weird doctors in your world that don't believe, not necessarily don't believe, but don't prescribe to what most other doctors do. Is it just like a party the entire time or are you guys studying and thinking about how to advance this? Is it just casual get together? It's like, what goes on at these DDCs? Like give us the uh, backstage pass, if you will, since most of us will never get to check these out? Great question. And what I, what I would relate this to is when you go to Wadapalooza, when you go into these sanctionals, right? If you're not participating in the sanctionals, what is it about? It's about the relationships that you build. And I think that's, that's for any conference that you go to. So this conference is more about linking up like-minded people to try, try to really solve the problem that is the health care system, right? It's not a health care system. It's a sick care system. We treat the people when they get sick. We don't prevent problems at this point. We just treat the people when they get sick. So we'll give you a diabetes medication when you have diabetes. We'll give you a hypertensive medication when you have hypertension. And one of the best prescriptions is physical fitness and diet, exercise and diet. So that's really why, you know, and, and also you can talk about this at the level one. What's the first part of the pyramid for the level one? It's nutrition, right? Absolutely. So, so that's really, really where I think that the biggest misconception is, you know, we're not going out there and just having a big party. We're actually trying to figure out ways to make our system a better system. And right now it's broken. It's really, you know, almost over 11% of our GDP last time I checked was our, was our healthcare system. And it continues to climb because it's a sick care system. And the more sick we get people, the more drugs they take, the more money that gets fed back into the, the pharmaceutical industry, which then ends up doing this vicious cycle so and, and that's why you know if, if we don't fix this you know we're gonna we're gonna really go broke uh the country's gonna go broke up because of healthcare. so um that's what we're trying to fix we're trying to expose the truth and really try to start you know and that's really the crossfit health it starts with the truth and once we expose the truth we can figure out that from that but i'd imagine there's a little bit of partying going on <laughs> so uh so so uh, let me let me i'll give you my my this past weekend so i flew into santa rosa we got to drive down over the golden gate which was super fun never been over the golden gate bridge and so that was on saturday okay so we get there and so the first night um i worked with danielle hale and, and organized a little mixer uh so for we can all get together and again have those conversations what are you doing in your practice how can we help our patients more how can we do those things you know you're having a drink but you know it's it's something where um, this is, you know, uh, you're trying to have a, a drink to try to help solve problems. The guy I spoke to, um, he was out there, uh, I believe it's, I have to pull his name up. Um, but he's got a direct primary care practice that he has started. Uh, and he was, he had 6,000 patients in his practice before having to, having to care for 6,000 patients. And he told everybody, he gave them a, a letter and said, Hey, listen, um, I'm only accepting 350 patients for my direct primary care, which will be $75 a month so that you can have access to working with me more one-on-one -on -one and I don't have to see a huge number of patients. And this is something that's a really big push and movement right now because you can't functionally see 6,000 patients in your panel and really have people actually 
have more than five to 10 minutes with the, with the doctor. Now, direct primary care practice allows for more time with your doctor, which is what we're trying to do. They're trying to really push the envelope and try to do a better uh, way to prevent problems before they become problems. So that's a, you know, so that was the first Saturday night. So I'll walk you through the whole weekend. So All right, was, dude, take this through. Yeah. So, so that was the first conversation we had. And then, uh, um, uh, Tom McCoy, he's a, so he was there as well. He's a, uh, ER doctor, uh, at, uh, he's a, he's a director for a, uh, um, a regional hospital in, in California. He's, he shows up pretty frequently and he's been there pretty, pretty religiously. So, uh, we talk, I talked with him about just about, you know, what that looks like in the, from the other side, right? The reverse side of the coin. You know, we have this guy who's going into direct primary care, which is more the preventative side. And then we also have the side where, you know, Tom, he's seeing people come in with diabetic ketoacidosis, with problems that are, are preventable if they start doing exercise and eating right, but they're coming in and they're just going, doc, give me a pill. Or, you know, and, and they're dying at you know, 40, 50 from heart attacks and, and they're not taking care of themselves and they fall down and they break their hip because they don't have exercise because of osteoporosis or osteopenia. These are things that are really plaguing our, our healthcare industry. And so these conversations are, are really good to have because he sees that side and he's like, you know, having a kid who's 16 come in, to, come in and he's in diabetic ketoacidosis, that's because he's got type 2 diabetes at 16 years old. He's 400 pounds and he's, you know, he's essentially become a, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's not really the direct result of his fault, but I think it's his upbringing. We got to really work on figuring out how to correct his dietary habits, which probably start with his family, which are probably also overweight or obese and having problems. So it starts at the beginning, right? You have to start with the exercise and, you know, um, you know, exercise and diet again, going back to nutrition, really kind of hammering that home and making sure that people are eating right and staying away from sugars and processed foods. So um, that, that's kind of like what we did on, uh, on, on Saturday night. Uh, and and we this whole, we watched the fights, good fights, right? Yeah. 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 Us, Usman uh, finally got on the LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought Covington. I mean, he had a broken jaw in the third round, and I think he did a just shows how tough those guys are. But yeah. this is also coinciding with a level one, correct? Yes. Yeah, so, so the DDC is the are the people who have gone to the level one already. So the level one for the the new MD level ones, uh, they go out on they get there on Saturday morning, and they do their Saturday class. It's a typical level one. And they go through the, the typical level one training, really. And uh, um, with one caveat, you know, Sunday, Greg came and spoke to all of us, the DDC and the level one um, at uh, CrossFit HQ and gave us a talk about really why uh, this weekend was actually, I don't know if you guys saw the recent settlement for $4 million from uh, the N uh, NSA. Was it NSA? NSCA. NSCA. So the NSCA and they're, they're deleting files and all this kind of stuff. And we had a really good breakdown on what actually happened there. And it was pretty, pretty uh, appalling to see what the NSCA went through to try to really uh, damage CrossFit's culture and CrossFit's, uh, uh, CrossFit's name, right? They pretty much slandered CrossFit uh, or is it, or is it, was it libel or slander? Uh, it was written, right? So I think it was libel. I, I don't know. I'm not a, Either attorney. way, they, they, yeah, they lied about CrossFit and injuries and all that good stuff. So it's nice to see that it was finally resolved and CrossFit was, you know, free and clear of all of those. So as someone, I mean, you're a really fit guy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you do Ragnar races, you compete locally, all that kind of stuff. I think one of the biggest pushbacks that we got in the community is when Coach Glassman made a lot of shifts in the last year or two, right? Yeah. So be it the website, be it, you know, the shift from regional to sanctionals with a little less emphasis, it seems like on competition, although this year is super exciting. And I think, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool to see long-term his vision is actually working. Yeah. But, you know, really his goal is to push health. Where do you, what do you tell people that are out there that are, you know, oh, I love CrossFit because of this or that. And now it's like, this guy's just trying to push health. Like, as a doctor, what do you say to those people? And, and how do you feel about it? So that's a great question. And uh, Greg, Greg says it best. Pat says it best, Sherwood. And we, there's a, Pat Sherwood's starting a, a legends course and master's course. And this is where I think that we, we've forgotten where we, our roots are as a CrossFit community, this is, it's a community and the, the, it's, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link and you got to, you cheer on even the last person who finishes. And that's really what, what this is all about, right? It's getting people healthier and getting people off the couch, off the carbs. And, and, you know, if if you're, if you're, your mom or grandma are sitting there and they're trying to get their, their, uh, their groceries to the house, what do they have to do on a regular day-to-day basis? If they have to put their groceries down at the front door, they have to do a deadlift and a squat and then to do these fundamental things. And if we're not focusing on health, you know, we're going to continue to, you know, getting those people in to, to do some exercise and movement. And that's really where I think that we, we've kind of forgotten our roots. The games are the CrossFit games. They were something that came on, you know, uh, kind of like got everything notoriety, but CrossFit as a whole and as, a, as, as what, what this was based on, you know, the level one, nutrition's the first, first box, right? We have to make sure that we focus on what's the most important thing. The people who come in the gym, it kind of frustrates me when I see people come in the gym with the donuts and all these kind of things that are super, super unhealthy and super sugar packed. And I'm sitting there going like, you know, like, come on guys. I mean, like this is, you know, or, you know, especially if it's a coach, right? If it's, if it's, if it's somebody, a member of the, like, Hey, listen, you know, it's okay to have a cheat day every once in a while and like have a, you know, have a good snack and stuff. But I, I really, it, it, we've got to lead by example. And a lot of times we forget what we're trying to do. Um, it's not about how, how uh, strong the strongest one is, but it's how strong the, the whole community is. And um, that's why Sparta was as strong as they were back in, in you know, uh, mythology, right? They, they, were, they were strong if one shield or one shield went up or one shield got taken down. The shield was the most important part in, uh, in Sparta because they had a, it's a team. Now, if, if your shoulder, your helmet came off, that didn't bother anybody, but the shield would make a weak link in the whole line and cause people, you know, to, uh, possibly to defeat, defeat the Spartans. So we got to remember that we have to help and raise up every person in the community. And it's not just one person that is, is our community. It's, it's every single member in your gym. I, I like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people, myself included, who probably, you know, you're guilty of, hey, we bring in these foods and that foods for fun or post-workout. And, you know, we use that kind of excuse of, oh, glycogen. And we have to replenish it. But yeah, there's probably people at the box that are struggling with their nutrition. And maybe no matter what their workout look like, shouldn't be having a donut post-workout. And it's important to remember, you know, I know when I've had my boxes or even just been a coach at boxes, you bring in the leftovers from, you know, the holidays that we're about to have. But yeah, you're, you might be able to hold strong and, and, and have willpower, but the other people might not be able to. Yeah. So 
where where do you see it? You kind of have an inside view and you hear Coach Glassman talk last week. Like, mm-hmm. where do you think we're going? You know, 2018 and 2019 were a big change for a lot of people from, you know, the, the change in the regionals to two opens to the change in the website January 1 of this past year. What do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen in 2020 and beyond? So I think 2020 and beyond really are going to be more of – uh, the first uh, 2020 is going to be the first new year uh, of the actual the open being in October and being officially in October. I think it's going to be good because, uh, quite frankly, I'm worn out. I I, I did both opens and and I, I quite frankly have been trying to do this million meter row and it's been uh, been very very taxing. Uh, but it's almost been good because it's almost like my active recovery after uh, a whole year. When when you're doing you know you got 10 weeks of the open and giving your all on all these workouts um, and sometimes repeating them. If you're somebody who really, you know, is, is really like passionate about it, uh, you, you're really putting your CNS on overload. And I'm, I'm super excited to see kind of what this year plays out like. Um, I do think that, you know, I think the website is fantastic now. I think it's got a lot of good stuff, you know, get your family into the boxes. I think that that's really what we're, you know, we're, we're lurking on for this year. I, I can tell you that Pat Sherwood and uh, Nicole Carroll are working on really making sure that we have things that people can do at home when they're, when they're on their couch or by their couch. The, uh, I think you've probably seen the, the uh, amazing uh, living room on, on CrossFit.com. And that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to help more people get healthy. And that, that's probably the most underserved population. They, they get to their 50s and like my dad included, my, my dad you know, used to run like six miles and stuff. I used to watch him do a lot of things. He used to play baseball and everything. And now he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I hurt. And I'm like, well, are you doing any exercise? You sit there, you, you know, you, you do your, you, your thing. Now I see him stretching and doing things because he sees my brother and I really being a good influence. And I went and did that Ragnar. And I'm like, you know, you should be doing some squats. You know, I looked at your bones, man. And I, I treated him. I'm treating him. And, and like, I'm like, hey, you're like withering away. We need to get some like more protein in your diet. We need to get you doing some more exercise. This is good for bone density, right? What's good for arthritis? exercise and eating right and then what's good for uh you know that that's really going to help make your bones stronger what's good for osteoporosis osteopenia exercise weight-bearing exercise and these are things that you know i think that what we're going to see in 2020 is that we're just going to see a traditional year a, a new traditional year coupled with really good verbiage and and i think that we're going to see you know more community uh, i think this is going to be great for community because quite frankly doing you know the open and like being teams and all that kind of stuff you get so many people vying for these spots it, it makes you you know i i personally like from 2016 to 2018 or no, 2015 to 2018 um no 2014 let's say so I, I feel like my body was like just getting destroyed working out and and when is the off season for crossfit right like so this past year we haven't had one we, we right. had we had no downtime and uh, I think that some people, you, you need to have it, right? Baseball has an off season for a reason. Go to the gym and work out. CrossFit has, um, you're supposed to go to the gym and work out in, after CrossFit? No, that, no, you're supposed to have an off season. Maybe do some sports. Maybe do some, you know, a little bit more uh, dynamic. Um, get some more, uh, you know, I think one thing that CrossFit kind of doesn't do as much, but it depends on the programming, um, is, you know, uh, lateral movements, um, some dynamic movements to try to really work on some of those uh, the, the cross body stuff. So, I'm not so you said I, you, you do things like the Ragnar. You're, so you're rowing a million miles. We just had Greg Hammond on from uh-huh. concept two. So you're doing a million miles over the course of the year. 
millimeters, yeah, millimeters. Yeah. Millimeters, I mean. And yeah. um, so you began that on January 1st? I be, yeah. Uh, Kathy Glassman comes up to me when we were out there at the DDC in December, and she goes, she goes, do you want to do a million meters? And so she has this whole spreadsheet, and I got to admit, I'm pretty behind. I'm probably going to have to row a lot here in these last days, and hopefully I make it. And that, that, but that's the, that's the challenge, right? You know? So let's see, one million. Let me try to type this into my computer right now. One, I can't tell how many zeros I have. Okay, there's zero. Divided by 365. Yep. So you need to do over a 2K every day. Over 2K every day, yes. Right, you need to do 2.8. Yeah. So, so uh, if you do 4K, if you do 4K, you get 100 days off. Um, so I didn't four, stick to that. So you do 4K. Wait, let me do the math again. So 265 times, let me see this, times 4 equals, oh, wait, no, it should be 4,000. Yeah. yeah, that puts you over a million. Okay. Yeah. But that's a lot. Right. <laughs> you, yeah, you say it in a way like, hey, if you just do a 4K a couple times a week, no big deal. Well, yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the thing. I, I talked to Kathy this week, and, and she's like, we've got to figure out a better thing for next year because she's, she's like, the rowing got old. And I'm like, absolutely. Can we do anything with an erg? Like, can we do, like, the bike, the, the row, and the, and the ski erg? Maybe we can That'd just... be a cool, like, hey, you can do a million meters in any – kind of conjunction of those three things i think i've never heard someone do the million meters that doesn't get to about this point in the year and realize they've made a big mistake <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like i gotta row a marathon the next seven days in a row you know that's almost anyone that does a million meters gets to this point very few people start and stay consistent for 365 days well, and, and, and so, so here, here's, here's my, here's my bugaboo, right? I had, we had two opens and then, you know, I'm a person who wants to do, I've been doing awakened training series with uh, Marcus Philly. Uh, I've been doing that since the beat, like the kind of came out and I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's something more where I'm doing a little bit more functional bodybuilding stuff and I'm doing a lot of cross body and a lot of uh, kettlebell stuff, but not every day am I rowing. Um, so I would add like a row into there. And if I had rowing, it's like, I tried to translate that, like, you know, whatever rowing I did, I recorded it. But like, you know, some days it's like, there's no rowing in there. So like I changed like a bike or I changed like a, a skier or something, you know, like I'd go to the row and like, I don't know if that's the right stimulus. I think I'm doing a lot, a lot of pulling. Um, but you know, it was, it's been fun. It's been fun because it's, you do a two, 2k warm up, right? If you just do a 2k warm up, it's for, you know, um, you're sitting there for what, eight minutes uh you know it's not bad i mean that's all you you know really need to stick to and then maybe do another like if you have any work if you have any during the workout and you're good and i i happen i, I greg hammond hooked me up with a refurbished rower i i bought that from him uh from from uh concept two it's at the house now so i i use it all the time um yeah i was gonna you say you like you basically need a rower at your house if you're i mean you could do it at the box but you're just going to be in the way and you know i've, I've had rowers in my previous homes before and you know whether you're training for something specific it's easy like you throw on some netflix and you can row so you know greg though yeah yeah great dude yeah. just on if you, if you if you guys are listening to this episode greg talks all about concept too great great guy but mm -hmm. yeah anybody that gets into these challenges i know on the level one staff there's a guy named you've probably met him brian contosh he's been on our episode but tosh nicole's fiance 
And there's always a crew of people that do something crazy. I think they've done a row in the past. I know one year they did as many rounds of Cindy as you can do in a year. Yeah. And you get, it's almost like we do this CrossFit thing so we don't specialize, but then you wind up specializing. Yeah. But I'm going to have to hook you up with some muscle anarchy courtesy of Thunderbro when uh, we get off this episode. You'll like that. You'll, it's uh, similar to Marcus's stuff. He's got some great stuff out there. So what, what's next for you in 2020? What are you going to do to help lead the charge to get people to understand how important this fitness thing is? Uh, so, yeah. So what I'm going to do, uh, uh, so I just emailed Kathy and said, what's the challenge for this year? Uh, <laughs> well, keep me posted. Uh, let me know what it is. If it's something that's in my wheelhouse, maybe I'll, maybe I'll shoot Kathy a message and see if I can get in on it. I need a little challenge. Yeah, I just shot her an email. I'm like, hey, Kathy, what's the challenge for this year? Because we talked about it, we never, we never actually defined it. You know, that's so. So one of the things for this year. So uh, I'm actually becoming partner in my practice, which is super, super exciting. Congrats. Uh, we're open. We're opening a Miami location, uh, February third, and that's a been a big, big. Uh, I don't think it's it's super, super building a location. Uh, if, if anybody's open a box, you can understand that. But uh, medical becomes a little bit even more. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot. Uh, making sure that you have all the licensing and all those kind of things. So that's what that's what I do. But in my practice, it, it's some, it's nice because my visits are an hour long, and I get to talk to people about that nutrition, about that exercise component, about how they can get back to doing what they love. And that's what what 2000 really uh, 20 holds for me is you know I want to continue to help people avoid uh, orthopedic surgery, and that's really what for me is, is happening. Uh, from the DDC perspective, I know that they're starting a beta test for on the website, uh, they're going to uh, have any previous DDC member or um, MD level ones listed on the website. So um, I, I actually do uh, some some functional consults to try to help people if they're in adrenal fatigue or those kind of things still uh, kind of like as a little caveat. Um, my fiance does most of the initial consults and it's super, super uh, taxing, I'll jump in um, because I'm, I, I, I actually, uh, I'm the medical advisory board for DrAxe.com and also for Chris Kresser. I don't know if you know either of those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Chris Kresser's functional medicine does a lot of uh, stuff. He was just on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast uh, with James Wilkes combating, talking about the, uh, the greatest movie ever uh, or greatest documentary ever. What is it called? Like Game, Game Changers. Yeah, don't get me started on that. That's a whole. Uh, that's that a was a great hot. episode, though. Yeah, if you guys are listening, it was entertaining because. I mean, basically you have these people arguing, but something, you know, it was, it was a, I always like when you can see people arguing different points, but in a friendly way. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say it was friendly, but there was no yelling. There was no screaming. There were no threats, but basically Chris Kessler comes off kind of like a serial killer. Really? You know, and and I mean that in a good way, super smart. I believe him. I, I trust him. Like, but he's just, I say that in such a way that he doesn't show emotion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know he's making very valid points he has his notes and he doesn't let it deviate he doesn't get emotionally invested and i think that throws off like james wilkes in this example because he was so heated yes but yes. but kessler's just like no this is the truth and it's like you're almost afraid of those people like i want you to get mad but you're not and that was cool is it there's a great episode and definitely eye-opening and if if you get if you're a box owner or a coach and you get in your members that ask you about game changers, go listen to that because it'll point you towards the truth. Absolutely, and, and that's and that's my biggest thing. You know, 
at, in that in that podcast, and just kind of uh, spoil alert. If you want to, don't want to listen, you don't want to like know anything about podcasts. You want to listen for yourself. Uh, don't listen to this. But uh, so the biggest thing that I saw was they both agree in the same fundamental diet. It's plant based with well sourced meats, and to get enough plant based and nuts, you know, nuts seeds and like and lettuce and and all these kind of like greens, right? And greens. Uh, you have to eat a, a lot of greens, really, and then those well-sourced meats really give you that protein. And eating those together really help. Uh, really, they talk about like kind of uh, hermos. Uh, not was it a? Um, I forget the term that they hermos. It wasn't hermosis, or but there's a term. There's a term uh, um, where where you have the synergy with the, the plants and the meats together actually make it right. super. Uh, beneficial for you and and having the bioavailability that meats have with the with the b vitamins and such and, and they talk about the b vitamins being okay well yeah you have to they, they supplement it well that's poor sources of meat they have to supplement it with poor sources of meat and it's just one of those things where you know Cresser made like one he makes like one statement and, and James Wilkes jumps down his throat which I was like you know listen he, he you're not he, he the problem that I had with it was I liked it that was a great discussion a lot of a lot of times uh Joe was super good at uh really kind of leading the discussion and being the mediator but the one thing that I found was a little bit kind of perplexing to me was was the way James Wilkes personally kind of attacked Chris Cresser yeah he, you didn't you, know, you you said this it's like no man we're just we're having a discussion here and he asked him to clarify his point of view at the start and James bounced all over that question and it just to me is as somebody you know James is a very good, uh, very good debater, but I don't necessarily think he had the right person. Like he does make allusions in that film that I'm concerned about, and that I, I think my patients, that my patients would be concerned about looking at. Right? They look like they have red meat, and then they put like immediately put like cigarette smoking next to it, and he doesn't make the statement. He's like, oh well, that wasn't meant to be that way, but you put it right next to cigarette smoking. What do you think people are gonna think in their head? You know, it, it's like you're you're making allusions. And just because you're, you're not saying it doesn't mean that people aren't thinking it, you know? So. Well, and, and he was trying to win these, like, in my opinion, these little small battles of, like, peanut butter. And it was like, no one cares. Okay, you're right. It's three scoops of peanut butter. It's not five. Like, who cares? Like, that's yeah. not the big picture argument that we're trying to, to make here. And it was just, like, these little tiny wins versus actually confronting the big issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ron, any, anything else to add for the listeners that are, that are out there tuning in to hear you? Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I like to talk about is, is our company, Regenix. We are really the, the world's uh, leading provider of regenerative treatments. We, we have, if you go to Regenix.com, R-E-G-E-N-E-X-X.com, you can look up studies talking about, you know, really what can be treated with uh, regenerative medicine. And if you're looking for a provider, you have some injuries or anything like that, that'd be fantastic to, you know, obviously check that website out. They do have the 40 different locations throughout the country. I always would prefer that you come see me in Florida, get a, get a Florida vacation. If you have any problems, come see me, but that's fantastic. You just go to the website and, and see which one's close to you. And they have a really cool, like actual way that the website actually will direct you to the one that's closest to you uh, when you actually go on the website, which is pretty cool. So, so that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm super, uh, I think that people get, you know, cut on for the wrong things. Menisectomies, uh, cutting out a meniscus is not beneficial. There's multiple studies now that show that. Don't ever get a fusion. If anybody's talking about a fusion, make sure that you try some injection therapy for your lumbar spine if you have any uh, uh, back problems or anything like that. There's some things that, you know, there's, there's really no good evidence anymore pointing out like for those kind of treatments. And I want to make sure that people find an alternative to surgery 
and at least try that first. It's, it's uh, you know, in my, in my field, it's an interventional orthopedics. It's definitely worth a shot and trying to make sure that person gets better. So um, that would, that's like the only thing. I mean, like. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Let me ask for a free diagnosis while we're on the phone here. I have something known as hallux rigidus. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yes. Is that treatable by you guys? Absolutely. And that's something your, your great toe is, is very, you know, it's almost become fused essentially if that's what's yes. going on. And painful. Extremely painful. Absolutely, man. I could, I could get you injecting your joint and see if we can get you some, uh, some relief. Uh, I do PRP or stem cells into that joint, depending on how severe the hallux rigidus is. And I'd be happy to see it. And if you want to document it, we could like even have you come down and have like a little, uh, little treatment vacation and, and, uh, we could get you going live. I'll, I'll inject you live. Uh, Ooh, I, you know, I, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of it when we met, but yeah, you know, I, I did have one cortisone shot in it about two years ago. It helped tremendously, but I was like, okay, I don't want to be doing this forever. Right. And um, the cortisone shot itself left me like immobile for about a week. Like I could barely walk on it. Um, and I've just been dealing with it in the meantime, but I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do something. I ordered a little break. It, you know, it hurts primarily when I train jujitsu, which is every day and lunges because okay. there's no flexion in that toe. Right. So I basically, avoid lunges or when I have to and things like the open, I basically step with my foot turned out in a way that I'm probably going to hurt something else. So yeah, I got to either get to Tampa or find if there's a, you got a spot here in Boulder. Yeah. So uh, one of my good buddies, Jason Markle, he actually was one of the OG guys at the CrossFit games. Uh, I think he was there in 2011 for medical Markle. Oh, wow. KLE. And he, he was one of the original like uh, medical staff. So He's, he's out there. He's at uh, the Centeno Schultz Clinics Clinic out in Broomfield. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, good shout out to him. He's at MD Level 1 as well. We went to the same one together. That was the last one at the ranch. And he does fantastic work. Uh, you know, always like to get out of the cold, though. Come, you know, get a beach day or two. We can treat you. You know, I like to, I like to, to play off our, uh, Florida, our Florida medical uh, medical leave trip, you know. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm – familiar you know i lived in naples for a few years if i do that i have to visit all my family you know the stress of that but yeah maybe i can sneak into tampa or or get a seminar scheduled there again and no, holiday, no holiday trips no holiday trips jason they're not going to see your family over holidays you know when you travel as much as i do for crossfit and for other things you just want to stay home over the holidays yeah but, I, I i can appreciate that man i travel a good deal because of the uh, box in philly so um but yeah, so yeah, man. No, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, you can hit me up. Uh, I'm at Love Health Doc. That's my uh, my handle on Instagram. Um, and you know, happy to answer questions. Slide my DMs. Shoot me, shoot me some questions. Um, I do I do Facebook Live events. If you're on my uh, if you're on my uh, you follow me on Facebook, Ron Torrance. Uh, I, I do Facebook Live events biweekly on Tuesdays where I answer anybody's questions about regenerative treatments, anything about nutrition. I'm happy to answer those things too. And uh, just trying to really change the healthcare uh, to be better care and uh, make, making people happy, uh, happy and healthy and make sure that they uh, are able to love the ones that they love, you know? Awesome. Yes. I, th I can appreciate everything you're doing. And, and like Ron said, check him out. Check out Regenix. Check out his Instagram. Go check out his Facebook Lives because, you know, it's – I think you're seeing that tide shift at least a little bit in the, in the health world. And it's, you know, one of the first questions I – whether I ask or check them out, it's like, hey, can I? Does my doctor do this stuff? Yeah. And I think that's super important. So it's 
it's great that you're leading by example and really taking charge. So yeah, and we're gonna I'm gonna hit you up right now once we get off and uh, get set up to get some something done to this toe. Yeah, man. It's a, it's, it's, it's it's amazing how such a small little joint impacts my life. I, I had a I had a I, I broke my toe. Real quick caveat: I, I broke my toe playing beach volleyball, and I've got very similar. Mine's a, mine's not that that joint, but the one distal to it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm trying to like, make sure that my toes, uh, stay healthy, but it, it does bother you. It does, it does make a difference and you can't dorsiflex that toe. Um, you know, I'll have my uh, fiance work with you with a little bit of range of motion mobility on the toe. She, she'll do some like our, our joint mobs and then, uh, I'll get, I'll get you treated and we'll get you feeling better. Sounds good, doc. Well, thanks so much for being on. I appreciate it. Hey, Jason, have a great, uh, great hour of your day guys. Okay. <laughs> the best. All right. The best, the best. All right. See you, man. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. Just a reminder, Fern and I have an amazing new show called dropping in premiering on our YouTube channel in early 2020. Be sure to head over to the best hour of their day. YouTube channel. Now subscribe. So you don't miss any of the episodes you've probably Heard us talking about it, summarizing some of our trip. You can see some highlights up on our Instagram as well, at best hour of their day. But I promise you, you're not going to want to miss out. So subscribe now. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for letting us be a part of your lives. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Best Hour of Their Day.